Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Better Together. We're really excited today. We have one of our very good friends, Kristen Gibowitz, on today to have a conversation with us about pilgrimage and just kind of the journey of life and handling expectations of where God leads us along the path and the journey of our walk through life and our walk with him. And so we're really excited to hear from Kristen. She has a beautiful story that we admire. We are inspired by her and have always learned. I mean, personally, I've learned so much from Kristen and my time and my friendship with her. So we're excited for you guys to hear from her as well. So welcome, Kristen. Welcome. Thanks. So to get us started, Jen's going to open us in prayer and just kind of welcome God into our, our conversation and our, our time together. Happy to. All right. Heavenly Father, we just praise you. Thank you and love you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these friendships. God, thank you for the process, our transformation, those details, the training, the meaningful experiences that you give us in our lives to lead us more to you. And God, we just pray for this conversation, for you to be in every little nook and cranny and detail. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Jen. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who may not know Kristen yet, she is the owner and CEO of of Living Soul Institute, which is a Christ-centered yoga school. So she does trainings, teacher trainings, continuing education courses, and a lot, a lot of other really wonderful offerings that are great for not only yoga teachers, but for anybody in a space of leadership that would be looking to kind of grow in leadership abilities in being comfortable talking in front of people and getting to know how to guide people through basically any type of, if you're a spiritual director, if you're in a minute in ministry, she would have some really incredible resources and courses that she does that would be supportive. So Kristen, tell us a little bit more about Living Soul, just kind of in the business sense and what you guys kind of specialize in. And then we'll dig into a little bit of like how you got there and how you birthed the Living Soul in general. Well, Living Soul Institute is first and foremost, a place for people to grow in their relationship with Christ. And based on my own experience as a yoga teacher trainer, I had a vision of multiplying the light workers on earth. Mm -hmm. And that just means multiplying people who create and hold sanctuary space for people to experience intimacy with God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so we have a 200-hour initial yoga teacher training program and a 300-hour advanced yoga teacher training program for people who want to continue the journey. And I think, and we also have programs for people just seeking to develop their own yoga practice, their own embodiment practice of their faith and develop leadership skills that they can walk alongside others well. We're given the task to love God and love others. And that's really the hope here is that we would be conduits of, of more love in the world. Love it. That's so great. And I know with my experiences working with you and taking your taking your training previously that 
you feel that in every aspect that you do, that you guys offer in trainings, that is a very clear foundation of of everything that you offer and put together. And so I want to affirm you in that and um, just super grateful for everything that you're doing in each, each life that you're touching that's then going out and multiplying and, and touching so many other lives and, Thank and people's you. own communities. And yeah. So I second that as well. Yes. <laughs> for sure. So we were chatting before about like when, when we were talking about like, what, what would we really want to talk about when we had you, had you come on? Cause we knew we would want to, because a lot of our members are familiar with you and are friends with you and also look up to you. And you had sent this, you always send really beautiful newsletters. You're a really wonderful writer, but you had sent this really great email recently about like a heart set on pilgrimage. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that as well, as I think that I have seen that spiritual discipline kind of make a little bit of like a resurgence. And I think it's going to be really cool to see how it continues to grow, especially in the more Western setting, because I think that people will continue to be really interested in that. Like I see more and more and more people that I follow on Instagram that are in like the faith space and our leaders, they are leading these trips to Israel, leading these trips to Jerusalem. Lectio 365, the leader creator of that, Peter Grigg, he just did this really great sequence of of prayers about his pilgrimage through Scotland and the Scottish Isles. And that was lovely. And I so talked to so many women that were like, oh my goodness, I want to do something like this. And I know that you have one of your daughters did something for, for a pilgrimage as well. So first of all, just kind of share with us about what is pilgrimage and kind of where does that come from and where, where do we kind of see that in scripture and just kind of chat a little bit about your experience with that discipline. Yeah, I think, well, two things. One, I, I am completing a two-year spiritual direction program and spiritual direction, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically coming alongside an other. And as the Yogi Ram Das says, we are all just walking each other home. And it is true. That is what our our connection is to one another that we are we have a time limit here on this earth and what are you going to do with your one wild and <laughs> crazy life right mm-hmm. so yeah. my daughter last summer got to be a part of a, a study abroad program that they hiked the El Camino de Santiago and in my research of pilgrimage, because Santiago is one of those famous pilgrimages that people go on, like the Holy Lands, you know, you've heard people do a pilgrimage to Machu Picchu in Peru. And this one is the route in Spain. And it's a famous place where people experience God through, through each step they take. And through the conversations they have, through the experiences and stories they learn from other people who've taken pilgrimage. And and it is an enlightening, beautiful experience. But when I was researching this term, it comes from the Latin peregrinus, which means like an interior journey. And it's this idea that 
we are all trying to find our, our journey towards what is home. And it got me thinking about yoga and my own journey and what I learned over the course of, you know, over 25 years now of practicing and over 20 years of teaching is that this is a spiritual discipline, the yoga practice where we move and breathe and meditate and experience an interior journey, much like a pilgrimage. And we find that these bodies we are given are our home for the, for the, for the soul, for the mind, for, for all of life. And if we do not experience, if we are always looking outward at the bigger journey, of course, I want to do Holy Lands. I want to go to Scotland now. Mm -hmm. I want to do anything I see, right? I want, I want yes. to go on that. I want to do that. hundred <laughs> percent. But, but the real, the real journey and the pilgrimage is the interior life. And so what are ways that we can experience and embody our faith in a way that we are always in this transforming process? They call it sanctification, right? And from glory to glory, we are becoming more like Christ. If we slow down, if we breathe, if we center, and if we really posture our hearts in a way on pilgrimage and there's a psalm 86 and it's verses five through seven but in it, it says blessed are those who strength is in you who have their hearts set on pilgrimage and we know that the psalmist talks about the condition of your heart all the time right create in me a clean heart oh god renew a right spirit within me and pilgrimage isn't always the bells and whistles. For Anna on the El Camino de Santiago, she had blisters, she had allergy attacks, she had bug bites that were the size of her entire leg. She experienced fatigue, like rainstorms that washed out the path. I mean, there mm. were so many things that were mm. just such beautiful illustrations of life in our yeah. journey. And when we think of the yoga practice, it's our interior journey, but we're also experiencing it within community. And it's just a, a safe space for us to continue to return to and set our hearts back on the pilgrimage that God has for us in this life. Yeah, that's so good. That's one of my most favorite ways to use yoga as like a spiritual discipline is it there's so many times that I find it translates from this much bigger idea or something that just feels really heady or whatever. And I can just distill it for a moment into this 40, you know, 30, 40 hour long practice where it's just me on my mat with God. And, and I, I love that that can be used as a safe and confined space to process some of this stuff and then take it off the mat and into my life and kind of feel like, okay, I've kind of worked this out in my mind and in my body a little bit. And now I can sit with it more authentically and more, yeah, like ha have a little bit better grasp on it. And so I love that you, you always do a really great job of bringing those types of themes to classes and to trainings and to experiences, because there is a lot of this type of stuff that is like, wow, like, yeah, this is a really big idea or a really long process 
or, you know, that type of thing. So I love that. I love to kind of think about how it relates to these other practices in our lives, like prayer and meditation and how they all overlap to essentially just help us make sense of where God is leading us and the journey that he's, that he's leading us on. So that's, that's so good. And I think that's, what's cool about these pilgrimages that I'm seeing a little bit more is like, cool, we're getting back to like, there is something about the physical aspect of these things that meant something at at one point. And we kind of got away from that for a little bit. It's like even the act of going to church and being in worship service and engaging your body through opening your palms or closing your eyes or lifting your gaze or sitting down or kneeling, like all of those, like bringing our body into the practice of our spirituality and our journey, I think is so important. And this is such a tangible way. And I I mean, I think you for sure see that the most in what you're saying of like these uncomfortable scenarios that Anna found herself in on that journey, you know, to say like, oh my gosh, what a perfect metaphor for the things that we often run into in our own lives and in our own walk with the Lord. So kind of on that note, I would love to hear like for your, for you and your own journey. I mean, I I know that every time I hear you talk about these things, I'm encouraged and So if you wouldn't mind, would you kind of share with us about, yeah, just kind of your own pilgrimage. It could be just a certain season of life that maybe pertains to how you found the practice of yoga and how that impacted your life and your faith and your walk with God. And then ultimately how that led you to create a living soul. Yeah, I think probably to distill what I've learned from yoga is that yoga is really a lifestyle. It's not always about the shapes we create. It's a lifestyle that really focuses on having awareness and being intentional. So for the awareness piece, I think when I began this this pilgrimage, found myself on a yoga mat I was in a rough place, had had a back surgery, was working full time, had a a baby at home. I was in so much pain from sitting at a desk all day and not having any tools that taught me, you got to move, you got to learn how to breathe. Like I probably was a breath holder at that Mm. time, managing my own stress in poor ways. I, it it was, I just had no tools, right? So yoga and being on the yoga mat, I, I learned to bring awareness to a holistic perspective of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's start with this, the spinning mind, right? The, mm-hmm. the constantly ruminating or perseverating, worrying all the things that were going on in my headspace, just by laying my forehead down on the mat, it was like, stopping the spinning top for for a Mm -hmm. moment to bring awareness then being asked by the teacher what does it feel like to be in your body today well no one's ever asked me that before Mm -hmm. I don't know totally guess what when when I connected to what it felt like to be in my body I connected to where a lot of the stress in my life was landing Mm -hmm. and then you know what 
what is it, you know, where, what, what am I devoting this practice to when someone says set an intention? It was mm-hmm. like, well, what does that even mean for me as a follower of Christ? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was bringing awareness to the fact that God is here too. Mm-hmm. God doesn't just show up in Sunday, you know, church service and worship mm-hmm. for one hour. God doesn't just show up in my quiet time in the morning. Like God is with me breath by breath. And mm-hmm. so I learned to draw on this concept of the breath of life. My inhale is mm-hmm. God's exhale. And that's where I build intention. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, show me me. And then also show me, show me my heart. Yeah. And create in me a clean heart. Help me use this moment as I begin this yoga practice and set intention in this moment. Help me to use it to, to align with you and your will for my life. And mm-hmm. so that's been really the journey. I didn't know, I didn't have words for what that the beginning of that journey was until I was able to look back in hindsight, obviously. Yeah. But I can tell you, I'm a better mom. I'm a better mm-hmm. wife. I'm a better and more honest believer in mm-hmm. Christ. I'm, I'm not afraid to authentically show my my default patterns to the world. And in Mm -hmm. fact, they've become storylines for setting up yoga classes, like Mm -hmm. getting to laugh at my own foibles in life (laughs) and and getting to tell stories about my own blisters and things like that. And that's why the pilgrimage is, and the practice of yoga and the faith life is all a journey. It's all a process. It's like one day things are are just joyful and great. The sun is mm-hmm. shining. On, an, on another day, just this week, I had to let go of my 14-year-old dog, my comforter and companion in life, my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed like it's like really strange. And my middle daughter going to college. And so being honest with, wow, that really hurts. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of grief here. And the practice on those days might look like me in the fetal position with some Mm -hmm. tears, just getting real before God and, Mm -hmm. and sharing my heart and my grieving heart with God, but knowing that it's just, it's just a practice. It's just part of the process. And so I'm grateful for that space. And so with awareness and intention, I, I know that that is just a constant entering into a practice that allows me to be, to be real. Yeah, that's so good. I amen. <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing the yeah, the ways that I have been able to, yeah, be more honest and real and authentic with myself because of the support of a of a physical practice of moving or just being able to be like, oh, someone has helped me have the resources to now approach myself with honesty and love and patience as opposed to just mixed messaging that I think we can sometimes get with, I think the best of intentions in the church, but just kind of like always be joyful and just trust God and just, you know, like it's just not always that simple or that, or that easy. And so I think like having this, having these types of spaces is 
so important to kind of, I think it kind of helps us compartmentalize, you know, like, yeah, you know, I can go into this space and that that can be a safe space for me to like approach myself and my emotions and my heart with, yeah, with grace and honesty and be real before God. Like I love, I love what you said that that's really good. So how did that like walk us a little bit through the steps that led to the creation of, of living soul and basically like how you went from like, I have no resources and I'm sitting at a desk all day long. I don't even know what does it even mean for someone to ask me, like, how do I feel in my body today to now being the one that's asking people (laughs) that question and supporting them if that's the first time that they've ever been asked that as well. Yeah, I I mean, I think the entry point was me starting to practice yoga regularly. I started to feel my body get stronger, my core stronger. I was moving well off the mat. I was bringing awareness to all the holding patterns throughout the day in my desk job and finding ways to like move and walk during lunch and start to create a lifestyle that was not the sedentary depressed girl lifestyle, which was Mm -hmm. the story I was kind of in for a little while. That was the narrative of I'm, I'm stuck here and I'm never going to get out. This is going to be a chronic condition. Mm -hmm. And so it was so much of the headspace believing for it, like the, the body space moving to the studio, getting myself on that yoga mat Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and the heart space of trusting that God is God and God is good. And so I quickly kind of fell into a leadership role. They hired me as this is a a big yoga chain in the U.S. They hired me as a a teacher. I was teaching a lot and asked to be on their teacher training team, probably only two years into being a teacher. And so what I observed in this teacher training was there were a lot of people going through major life stuff. So Hmm. here they are, just like us going on a pilgrimage, entering into a teacher training program and getting in their bodies for the first time, like on a regular basis and noticing what's coming up for them, their trauma Hmm. stories, their, the bad relationships. There were a lot of divorces that were happening. There were a lot of like people quitting their jobs and doing these like major life changes. But what Hmm. I observed was there was no one to hold them. There was no like real guidance beyond, Hey, you know, live your freest life. And when I experienced a Christ centered class for the first time, which was actually mine, (laughs) my (laughs) friend invited me to to teach at this faith and fitness thing. And I, I said, you know, I've always experienced God on my mat. Mm -hmm. And I brought to that class, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And it was this click that yoga translates in Sanskrit as huge, which means yoke. And it was this question of, well, you're feeling all this stuff rise up, but what are you yoking to? Mm-hmm. What What is what is the true like yoke of your mind, body, and soul? And how are you taking that little itch to do something radical in your life? But what are you tethered to? Is it 
the wind. And for me, it was the rock of my salvation. And so that was really the first experience I had with, I want to be a part of a teacher training that, that is rooted in truth, that is rooted in scripture, because all this stuff is so good. We're learning about our bodies and anatomy and how, you know, breath works and all these different things. But I felt like I, in order to be authentic as a follower of Christ, I wanted to bring the full story Mm because the full story is our transformation that happens in Christ. And so that was the impetus for Living Soul Institute. And what was, what's a really interesting thing, and we've all talked about this a lot, is that being a follower of Christ and a yogi is an interesting spot because The yogis are saying, well, you're kind of appropriating this to work for your faith, right? Mm -hmm. Even though the tradition of modern pastoral yoga, as we know it with all the shapes and the breathing and the music and all that stuff, that comes from many different hybrid influences, not just Indian culture. And, And then you have the other side of that with the Christians who, who haven't been on this pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And they've just heard from somebody else that, oh, yoga, that's not safe. Mm-hmm. But again, we all get back to how do you define yoga and what are you yoking to? And for me, that's that was the beginning of Living Soul Institute to offer a place for, for people to experience the fullness of what these other traditions bring, but also to be steeped in scripture and in truth. And so that, that's, that's the joy of it all. And I've kind of gotten over the, the naysayers on both sides, because all I can speak is to the testimony of how God has met me. And I can also speak to, to all the people who've gone through living soul programs of how Jesus has met them on the mm-hmm. yoga mat too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That is, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm I, I would love to hear anything that you you do want to share from, you know, your own experience or from others that have gone through your trainings and stuff, because I know for me, that just became so freeing to essentially be like, view it from both sides. Like I have many friends that aren't believers that are like, this is so interesting. And they do yoga, you know, and they're like, this is so interesting. Like, tell me how you go about doing this, you know, and what this means to you and how it's different than from what I'm experiencing or how, how I'm approaching yoga. And then also my friends that are believers and just seeing so many, like such a pattern of disconnect from their bodies, me standing in the middle and being like, there's so much I want to say to both of you, you know, there's more. Been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I've been yeah. so grateful to just have those opportunities on both sides to open up conversation and how so honestly, when I have just been like, would you just be open to talking with me about it as opposed to just being like, no, you know, like on either side and the honesty and the openness that has I have seen come from when when I just try to be like, let me just share from my perspective and the research that I've done and things. And it is pretty amazing to just see how, yeah, it's just like, I don't want to put God in a box and how he works. You know, I think, you know, he came to redeem all things and 
be a part of, of all, you know, all things that align with scripture. And so, and I think it's really cool how you, you have set up your trainings and, and even again, like I mentioned your classes to kind of reflect this pilgrimage journey. And so maybe let's talk a little bit about that. Like you could share some things from people that have been through class or your trainings rather. And then also maybe just some of the intention that you've built into the training itself, like things that you try to cover and bring in that weren't in maybe past trainings that you've been a part of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. I think, I think that when I got, I felt like I, I was given an assignment and I don't know if anybody else has felt that way before, but I literally, um, I was trying to hold on to lots of things. I, mm-hmm. I was afraid to let go of what was comfortable, you know, where I was teaching for 16 years and where I was currently training in another Christ-centered yoga teacher training. And I felt this like a deep knowing inside me that it was time to let go, but I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. I was too mm-hmm. chicken. And so that all got ripped up out from under my feet. <laughs> and there I was standing like, okay, so it's pretty clear what the assignment is. It's to move forward and follow this vision of multiplying the light workers on earth in a place where w- mental health, self-care, like all these, these words are so big in our society, but people mm-hmm. don't know how to go about doing it. And, you know, hundreds of years ago, we looked at the whole body when somebody was sick, when somebody was ill, we would look at all the things that might contribute to that symptom. Mm-hmm. Now we have a symptom, we medicate. Now we have an issue with depression. We, we you know, medicate or have top-down therapy. There's so much more to it. And those are all really good things. But what we do know from research is that everybody's been through trauma. We know that the body keeps the score, that trauma is stored in the tissues of our body. And if we don't bring awareness to and intention, intentionality in the way that we approach our healing and participate in the wholeness of our healing, then, then we could be missing the fullness of what God has for us. And so that's why I, I see this, like, for instance, I can get really caught up in the day-to-day work of Living Soul Institute. I can feel so disappointed on, you know, a, a marketing campaign that I did that felt like a total bust. You know, I got like one like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you guys totally. know this. Anybody yes. who's stepped into mm-hmm. any entrepreneurial ministry adventure, it can feel just really hard if you get tunnel vision on the day to day. But when I pull back and look at what the Lord has done over these, you know, just few years of launching a teacher training in 2020 through a pandemic, all those things. I got a call last week from one of our graduates of both the 200 hour and 300 hour Tracy, who, who you guys know. Mm -hmm. And she said, girl, I have to tell you what's happening over here in Tennessee she was invited to a major like national convention of a healthcare system in Atlanta to teach on mindfulness and restorative yoga and to teach from 
a, a, you know, Christian lens, which was, which is so cool. She's stepping into that new thing that God has for her. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is she and her nonprofit developed this app for, for kids at risk. She works for a nonprofit that does like a lot of boys and girls club type work with inner city Mm -hmm. kids. This app has meditations practices when kids are in a reset, when their emotions are elevating, when they're outbursting and the, the caregiver or the worker or the teacher, wherever setting they might be in, hands them the app and they learn to calm their anger through breathing mm-hmm. techniques. They learn to have visualization of a meditation that would take them out of that trigger space where they're processing their own life trauma and, and bring them back to, to the present moment. And I'm sitting there thinking on the days that I feel like I'm doing nothing. I can Mm -hmm. think of Tracy. I can think of Maggie and Jen and for the soul yoga. I can think of like the multiplication of the light workers and it is, it's coming to fruition and I can be so small-minded and short-sighted as Mm -hmm. to what these seeds are doing as we plant them in in yoga teachers but it is beautiful to see to see all the ways in which God is using our teachers and how he's really sending them out in the world yeah Yeah, it's awesome I I love to hear those stories and props and excitement for Tracy I'm like yay can't wait I'm gonna have to text her after this and just be like mm-hmm. let's go girl love this that's so yeah. exciting so fun to yeah like celebrate the ways that different people's gifts are being strengthened even more and given a space to thrive and blossom even more through like having support through your offerings and then having the confidence and the awareness and yeah, to go out and be like, okay, no, like this is my assignment and this is my gifting and my passion and to, yeah, have that support through your ministry and through living soul to tap into that and go out in confidence and trust of the Lord in that. So that's, that's so great. And the last thing I want to talk about before we start to wrap up our time is just this question that you posed at the beginning of your your newsletter, you said, have you ever felt trapped by your own expectations of where you think you should be after pursuing a vision and mission God has put on your heart? And yeah, just if you feel like, could you kind of speak to that and how that, how you've kind of played that out in your own life and just maybe an, a word of encouragement and and hope for people who might have heard that and been like full body. Yes. You know, like to, to that question. Oh my goodness. Yes. Have I ever <laughs> felt trapped? Have you ever set something up and you felt really passionate about it and like nobody shows up <laughs> or <laughs> you have to cancel it because numbers are low and there's just such disappointment there and what Mm -hmm. what is the thing that keeps you going keeps you believing for and I think about there there have just been tons of disappointments on the path 
but it's really important to also recognize the the major milestones that have also occurred and it's through the stories of lives changed mm-hmm. it's through the stories of how our living soul teachers are you know we think that so many people start a yoga teacher training or consider a yoga teacher training but they're like i don't really have a strong practice or i don't look like a yoga teacher or my body isn't you know where it should be or my my faith i mean that was really something that was for me when i got invited to be a teacher trainer and a bible study leader for a yoga organization i i was like moses standing there like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So I love the Bible, but I don't think I'm a teacher of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have a stutter and I think I'm really old and I may have murdered someone, you know, like all the things <laughs> in all my own ways. And so I, <laughs> I think we quickly disqualify ourselves. And as soon as we feel a disappointment in that vision that God gave us, we like Moses want to jump ship. We really don't Mm -hmm. want to be there. I really don't want to have to do this hard thing. I don't want to keep, I don't want to have to keep persevering. I don't want to keep having to endure the the disappointments. Mm -hmm. But then in the still small places of where I experience the whispers of God, I, I get those little promptings to keep going. And it's the stories of being in community that people share with me. Kristen and I just started working in a safe house for women who've been trafficked. It's incredible. And I never thought that God would use me in a place like this. Or, you know, I can't believe I get to teach chair yoga to the old folks home. I thought I was going to be a vinyasa teacher, you know, Mm -hmm. leading handstands. You never know what God has in store for you. And I think we can all agree that his plans are always better than our plans. Mm -hmm. They're always better. So it's, it's, it's moving through those moments of disqualification, all the things and, and really reminding yourself, like, why not me? Why not me? Mm -hmm. At the end of my days, this is what I know. I don't want to look back and say, wow, I was really afraid. I want to say I did it afraid. Yeah. Yep. And I want my girls to say she gave it all. She loved hard. She felt the disappointments of life that it was, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. And so that that's really the intention piece that I have to keep at the forefront of, of how I'm walking out this life. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that wherever you are today, for all of you who felt that stirring, that desire deep inside to take a moment and breathe with God for a little bit. And be reminded that you were chosen on purpose for a purpose mm-hmm. and to continue to seek his ways and keep your heart set on pilgrimage. That's that's the whole gift of getting to walk with God. Yeah, that's so good. good. Thanks, Kristen. That's great. And so I would love for just before we end in prayer to hear from you about how people could get involved, how they could learn with you, uh, what resources and courses and trainings do you have coming up that they could be a part of? Yeah. So I'm also a Enneagram coach. 
I have an, and spiritual director. These are all things that have been really transformational in my own life. And Mm -hmm. I think in the, in the Christian culture, we, we learn about our number, but I want to tell you that you're not your number. Actually, you are so Mm -hmm. much more than your number. That's just a diagnostic. And we have a program that's really for everyone. And it's, it's called Enneagram Harmony for Leaders, where we look at our head, our heart, our body intelligence in the, the fullness of who we are through the harmony triads. And so this is an awesome course. It includes yoga practices and meditations, lectures, and then we have a live, we have a live workshop as well. So I would say everyone should come to that, get a little experience of living soul. And then our 200 hour initial yoga teacher training program starts September 26th. We have, it's online, but plus in person here in Parker, Colorado, where I'm from. And hopefully Maggie and Jen will be there assisting too. And, you know, what sets us apart is the fact that we, we do more mentorship my, the teachers who graduate Living Soul Institute can teach yoga. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage for any of you who, who are looking at teacher training programs, remember there's the top-down version where you get all the information. And then, then there's the programs that actually teach you how to lead well and mm-hmm. with excellence. And yeah. we do it in a way that takes the individual person and helps you find your teacher voice, the way that you're going to step into your teaching journey and uh, the people that you're going to serve. So that's amazing. And then for those of you who are yoga teachers, our 300 hour yoga path is mostly online and we have teacher tune-ups and opportunities to get in person, but we start with the energy course this September and it's awesome. And it includes the Enneagram Harmony for Leaders and we just keep going. But I would say it's more about your spiritual formation, your leadership development, your up-leveling of um, how you're going to bring this out into the world and how you're going to serve your communities. So if you're feeling like you're on an island, if you're not teaching right now for some reason, jump in. Let us encourage you to, to keep serving the world in this way because I believe the world needs you. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and I love to, I'm just going to affirm that because I think what's so phenomenal about your trainings and encouragement is it really does come from that inner stirring, that inner knowing that inner development, and it's an outpouring. It's just an outpouring of how then your trainees go on to love on other people And so I think that's so powerful because it's just, it's coming from within. It's very fluid and natural and and God is just in every detail. Yeah. And I feel like we have the very best teacher training team, including Mm -hmm. Jen Albrighton, Maggie Leitner. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just the, the most incredible group of teachers, trainers. So I, you can't find that anywhere. You can't find, you can't find this team anyway. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen, and sharing just from your heart. We, I, again, like I said, I always love to learn from you and chat with you about these things because your passion and your, it's just really clear when you share about this, that your heart is in it. You are 
you have walked the walk and you talk the talk and it's awesome to learn from and to be a part of and to just be encouraged by. So thank you for sharing with us so authentically. And thank you all for joining us and for sharing your most important, one of your most important resources, your time and your energy with us today. So we'll just end with a prayer over our time and over Kristen and asking for the Lord to be working in continuing to be working in living soul and all those offerings. So Jen, would you close us in prayer? My pleasure. God, thank you for this time, for this conversation, for our hearts that are just so passionate to live for you, for the calling that you've placed on our lives. And God, your greatest commandment to love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and God, how this practice of yoga and meditation and breath helps us to experience that at such a deeper level. Thank you for Kristen and her heart and just how she's bringing that to the world and encouraging and walking alongside others to make light bearers. And God, thank you for living soul. Thank you that we just walk forward boldly and trust that all of these students, all of these trainees that are meant to kind of spread your love to all the corners of the world, God, that are going to be involved in these trainings, this Enneagram harmony, and just all the transformation to come. So we're just so grateful. Thank you again for this time. We love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And just a reminder that we'll make sure we will link all of these resources and ways to get in touch with Kristen and learn from her. We'll link that in the description below this, this episode. So thank you guys all for joining us and we'll talk to you soon.